Alrighty, welcome back to another Fireside Chat podcast, Triple B. Next to me, I got mm, the one and only Tyler Miller from the Tyler Miller team. Heyo. And to the right, we got Jake from State Farm. Uh, <laughs> he's got his glasses. I should have worn khakis Where and a red it? polo. And then to my way left, we have Tom, co-founder of Edge yep. Finance, Home Finance. Tom really, Aulis. Really excited about this one. Um, Jake, thanks for kind yeah, of helping me set this up. I'm, I'm super pumped. And uh, Tyler, thanks for joining us as well. Just happy to be here. Yeah, we're happy you're here for the most part. <laughs> Um, for, the, for the most part. <laughs> Let's start with a, a simple introduction. I'll let Tyler go first because most people should just know get who it you out are. of the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I my name is Tyler Miller. I run the Tyler Miller team here at EXP Realty. Um, been selling real estate. I've had my license since 2006, full time since 2013, and we just checked the stats today, and we are a top 25 team in the state of Minnesota again nice. for the third year in a row. Um, yeah, hit that applause. Um, we are top three in Anoka County for the third year in a row and number one in Blaine. Wow. So um, happy to be doing what we're doing. Love having Brady on the team. He's going to be a superstar. Thanks, man. You know, when you got your license, I was only four. Well, yeah, we went through this. And, and before the podcast started, he tried to convince me that he wasn't that young. And maybe it's just that I'm that old, right? It could be that. I'm not that. Young. I don't feel like I'm 16 years older than you, though. We're uh, like, we're basically bros. I we are. I mean, I think it, it helps that I'm a little more mature than more 20 year most 20 year. That's what he thinks, Tom. This guy. That's what I think, right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, I mean, a lot of 20 year olds I know are at the bars probably right now, and it's a. You're Thursday much further advanced than I was at 20. Yeah. Right. So, but uh, Jake, you want to introduce yeah. yourself? Yeah, um, Jake Latorell. I work at Edge Home. Edge Home Finance as a mortgage broker. Sorry, got some uh, mucus there. Um, Yeah, started in 2022. Uh, I was a activity director at a nursing home prior to this. Um, Easy transition. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So. Yeah, that's a big transition. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tom. Yeah. So Tom Aulis with uh, Edge Home Finance, co-founder, started the company 2011. Um, we've grown now to where we are the largest brokerage in the state of Minnesota. Currently between second and third largest in the country. We've got about 560 employees, about 440 originators, uh, 33 states currently, but where our goal is to be in all, I'll say all 50, but I really don't plan on going to Alaska yet, but if I find a good originator there, we may consider it. And not in New York either, as New York is kind of a tricky place to operate with brick and mortar requirements. Um, so, is that, so is that the issue in New York? Because there's a lot of lenders that don't do New York. Yeah, it's really, you know, it's very specific. So I've operated in New York prior before opening Edge. I was with a company called The Money Store that was based in Florham Park, New Jersey. Okay. And they have a SEMA tax there. There's just a lot of things to where as an outsider, um, you're at a massive disadvantage. Uh, mm-hmm. On top of it, the state regulators there are really tough with um, you know, anything that you're doing, they're hyper uh, intrusive. You know, like you, every Facebook post, everything, they're very specific on their requirements. And it's just, you know, to me, some markets are better for local, especially, you know, New York is so expensive. So when you talk about the majority of the country, you know, doing like here in Minnesota, you know, our average home price is, you know, four or 500,000. There, the average, you know, home price in the five county borough is 2 million. Right, yeah, that's so crazy. It's not, there's not a lot of agency products that are being done, and it's mainly, 
mainly jumbo and mm -hmm. you know if you don't know how to properly you know give a SEMA tax credit it can be a two percent difference in their cost hmm. on a two million dollar loan you know, all of a sudden you got a $40,000 different cost compared to working with somebody local or not. Right. It just makes a big difference. So I think you just have to be educated in the markets that you go into. For us, I always try to find a good team leader that uh, is already operating in those areas. And, you know, they kind of plug and play with our model to, to help expand. So that's been one part of it as of uh, February this 2022. We're in 2023 now. But February, I was asked to be president of our National Trade Association. Um, which prior to, you know, prior to four or five years ago, we didn't have an organization that represented brokers. We were really, um, we were one of the largest industries that had no representation. So 2008 came and the market collapsed, as a lot of us knew. Mm -hmm. You know, we had 75, 80% market share uh, for brokers, you know, um, at that time. And we went down to 6%. And there was a lot of regulations and things that happened that uh, put us out of business. And really, you know, my goal since coming back into the industry is, you know, my personal belief that brokers are not only better for the consumer, and we've provided data to show that on average, a consumer saves about $10,000 with using a broker compared to a retail originator or a bank. Um, so that's what the government cares about. So finally creating a seat at the table, we launched our first, um, it's called our broker, uh, basically we launched a political pack. So um, we raised, uh, we raised right around $460,000 on the day of our opening pack, which really gave us a seat at the table. So now we've been using that and really focusing on issues that, uh, to help consumers. So like one of we've passed a couple bills this year, our disabled veterans bill. So as you know, if you have a disabled veteran, they have a tax exemption, they don't need to pay property taxes. But when they would go for qualifying for a mortgage, they'd still have to qualify on those taxes because it doesn't go into effect to the following year. So right. yeah, so when we're looking at ways to, you know, common sense things, but big banks aren't always worried about common sense things. They're more worried about bottom lines. And, you know, for us now having a seat at the table with our, uh, the pack that we created, now our voices are being heard. And it's mm -hmm. been fun to, it's been fun to be a part of that. It's something yeah. different. And, you know, as my career has progressed, it's something that I see and how I can make an impact. Well, yeah. you can definitely tell you're passionate about, about, about that. But I want to go back. You kind of grazed over the fact that you created, co-created Edge Home Finance, which is, Massive. Yep. We've when did you start that whole process? So 2011. Um, so it's not like it's been going for like 30 years or something. It's no. relatively recent. Yeah. And we started small. I mean, I was in my basement. My uh, partner uh, was out of his basement. The two of us uh, at that point, I was working for a local bank here. I was working for Waterstone, which mm -hmm. was a, a good bank. And they were really focused on purchase business. And I've been in the industry since 2001. And prior to 2010, it was always transactional based. We would be sending out mailers, we'd be um, calling trigger leads, just basically transactional. I can offer you this, let's go. And that was kind of it. And there was no relationship base. So, mm -hmm. you know, seeing the, you know, how that business would be very cyclical, meaning you know, interest rates are great. It, it was, you could walk out and check your mail and tell you guy, hey, we got a two and a quarter interest rate. Are you interested? Yeah, no problem. Hey, you're refinancing <laughs> as many people compared to a relationship based business with, you know, partnering with real estate agents, seeing what can I do to help you grow your business? 
um, right. really partnering and being more of a staple in the community for things that you're helping with is something that to me seemed more like a career than a job. So I was happy to, to make that change. Waterstone gave me a good kind of launching part of understanding how to work with purchase clients, agents, and from there, I was still having issues where I would have either loans denied for opinionated underwriting or my pricing wasn't as good as what I knew it was on the broker side. So went back to broker and we founded Edge 2011. And we sort of, our growth happened, I don't wanna say um, accidentally, but it wasn't necessarily intentional out of the gate. Our mm -hmm. goal from the beginning was just to, um, to help our clients and help our real estate partners with making sure that they had the most options instead of being stuck with one option. Right. You know, now we've got 93 different banks and lender relationships to where if it can be done, we can do it. So gave me the ability to get more options and then we grew, you know, and I'll say how we grew was really attraction rather than promotion still to this day. We don't really do, we don't do advertising. So, you know, our advertising, this could be considered advertising, but it's also more of a partnership. Yeah. Where we're going to learn relationship hey, building, you know, yeah. what sets the Tyler Miller apart, Tyler Miller team apart to where you guys have been consistently delivering on what your value proposition is. And that's been our take as well. Like what is our value proposition as a mortgage partner, as a mortgage lender, what can we do to help you grow your business? But more importantly, what do we do better? You know, it's like you can take a stone from here and hit 10 loan officers in the head as yeah. soon as I could take a stone anywhere and hit 10 realtors. Yep. In the head. Like what separates you? So to me, the broker channel was a clear, um, a clear difference and not only what was better for the consumer, but you know, to me, I had more control, more options, and most importantly, I could deliver on my word. So as that's happened and we've gained more and more market share, more and more people see it, and one turns into two, two turns to four, yeah. four turns to eight, and uh, we rolled out a, um, a revenue share, a profit sharing within our just company. Just recently, right? Um, not really. I Maybe mean, I just heard about it Yeah, recently. I mean, we've had it. It just wasn't... Uh, you know, it's kind of like a mushrooming effect. It takes a while to grow the stem. Do you have enough people? And then at that point, we'd say, if you bring somebody else on, then we'll share what our company takes per transaction. That's and awesome. It's uh, it's why we're at EXP. I mean, a big reason. Yeah, you know, it's a it's a great business model for the people putting in the extra work and and helping build the company. Yeah. And yeah, you said one thing. You know, like you know, you're. Uh, what's your unique value proposition? And for me, whenever I've come across edge, it's always that you guys can get things done that other people can't. Yep. That's yeah. like what I guess I've known you guys for, um, in the industry. And I'm sure there's much more to it, but like, just so you know, yep. that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's what I've been told. And, and that's what I've actually seen have happened on a, some files. So, and that's good. I mean, that's just from a, product standpoint you mm -hmm. know i mean when you're not stuck and captive to one bank or i'm not looking out like we could flip and go to what's called a correspondent lender which means we fund in our own name at that point i start looking at the risk that i have to take um and being a broker i don't have to do that like it either meets guidelines or it doesn't and when i'm sending it to a company that has nine thousand underwriters on a floor they're doing their job mm -hmm. so to me it's uh I don't know. It gives me the flexibility. More importantly, if I give a pre-approval letter on a difficult file, I have responsibility to where I know I can have an option to get that done compared to saying, you know, I'm an house underwriter didn't like it. And yeah. Just right. Delivering on it. So it's been it's been good. And we're continuing, you know, continuing to grow. We've got uh, 
we did uh, considering the market if you look at 2021 to 2022 mortgage origination shrunk I think 71 percent <laughs> just a bit yeah I mean it's crazy I mean there's a lot of people you'll see going out of business nonstop right now so we mm -hmm. went from we did three billion in volume in 2021 and we hit the same mark in 2022 that's amazing with, you know 70 percent reduction that's, in business that's yeah. uh pretty much unheard of it's kind of the same in real estate it's like everybody's down about 25 30 percent right now um we're down compared to last year but we are about half as much yeah so I've looked at that as a win, but I mean, to hit the same number is, that's incredible. Yeah, so congratulations there. Yeah, thank you. And same for you. I mean, like you mentioned, I mean, you look at what st stats don't lie, statistics don't lie. If the market's down 50% and you're only down 25%, mm -hmm. that's a 25% increase. And yep. I know for us, it's tough because we're always trying to do better than last yeah, year. Get that next one. And it's like, okay. I'm disappointed I didn't I wanted to stay on we were for a while they were on a hundred percent growth year after year yep and then you kind of hit that point where we're at now like okay well didn't achieve what we wanted to but at the same time it's important to celebrate the wins right now when you have them. right in this market you have to you have to look at it that way otherwise you'll just drive yourself crazy but totally. what about this gentleman over here what about me let's get your intro <laughs> Did you already my, do your intro? intro? I, I mean, everyone this should guy. know this is my podcast. Well, what about I'm, the I'm, people that are turning, tuning in that haven't heard of you? Yeah, Who are you? true. I'm Brady Holland. I'm a 20-year-old real estate agent. Uh, Tyler Miller took a took a chance on a younger guy and uh, couldn't be more grateful to uh, be on the team I am. Um, you know, college dropout, so it's scary to, to do something, make that decision, um, especially when I really didn't have any, any student debt um, with – you know, golf scholarships and everything like that. So it, uh, it was a scary time to uh, transition over to the real estate business, but uh, couldn't be happier with where I am. Um, couldn't be happy with happier with the decision I made to uh, join the real estate industry. Um, and I'm just pleased with the people I've surrounded myself with. Uh, you know, everyone on the Tyler Miller team, you know, Jake, we've met a handful of times and it's yeah. always a great conversation. We're always yeah. learning from each other, doing something. Um, I mean, you're newer into the industry as well, so it's it's nice to have a newer newer friend yeah. that uh, we can bounce ideas off with and see what's working and what's not. Definitely, and, uh, that's where the magic happens. Yeah, you know and what I mean? you can see already that like you know me and Jake can just sit here and listen to these two talk and probably I know, learn I was just gonna say so so much from these two. Right now, it's 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 incredible. Yeah. Um, so it's it's really fun to surround yourself by you know amazing people. So. Well, we'll see how long you last, but you know, it's been it's been, <laughs> it's good, been a, a, a fun point. ride so far. No, I'm just it kidding. has. Yeah, Brady Brady Holland will be around for as long as Brady Holland wants to be around for. I'll tell you that right now. Fair so. enough. You can always tell the guys that have it. You know? Oh yeah, Brady. It's I met him and I'm like, oh okay, yeah, you're gonna be a rock star, superstar, any any other amazing term. But um, he is somebody that constantly wants me to keep him in check. So that's what I'm here to do. Yeah. No, you are. You. That's what I've always said from the get go. Yep. Don't make sure make sure I don't get in too cocky at all. That's pro, honestly, pro golfer too, right? Yep, pro well, golfer. That, yeah, <laughs> there's not much you can really like kind of make them feel bad about, which yeah. is you know annoying. <laughs> I'm not, um, like I can skate pretty well, but I can't stop. So see, like, there you go. There's, there's I got one down, but I also can't stop, so I can't give him <laughs> crap about that. Um, but yeah, no, he, uh, very, very talented individual. So, um, pushing me to do more podcasts, uh, kind of got him excited about it and he's been taken off, um, implementing, which I'm sure, you know, especially is the key. Just, yeah. just do the work. hundred percent. Right? And that's yeah. really what it, when you said you identified it with him to me, that's, um, that, that's 
self-managing in an industry where you have mentors like i'm sure tyler is a great mentor to you like i've known tyler before we've even met right i know his brand of you know how he operates which is quality and the people that he surrounds himself with from other agents that i know uh, peripheral that you know finding people that can self-manage is the hardest it's not for everybody this industry isn't but if you wake up and you're ready to work and even though you don't know what that work looks like <laughs> but you're ready to do it and you're actually you know plugged in i always tell even my team members it's like you know there's 168 hours in a week and are you spending 40 hours in in the captain's chair are you like working 40 hours because if you are right you're working 25 percent of the time yeah. way to go yep. yeah but the fact is, the majority of the people that are in our industry is, you know, it's kind of the 80-20 rule. You know, 20% of them are doing 80% of the business. And those are the people that are working. And it's like even at a time right now when business is down, the people that are really striving are taking market share. What are you doing to, to gain your client's attention to show that, you know, I'm passionate about what I do more than just being good at it? Because being good at it, in my opinion, everybody should be good at it or you're not in the business. So you got to do something a little better and seeing, you know, watching Brady and how he's uh, creating a social image and just hardworking. It's clear uh, that he's going to make it and do good. It's just funny. I laugh because when I hired him, I didn't even think to like check if he had social media, you know, just he's 20, obviously on social media. I knew he had Instagram because I saw it, and he had like two pictures. And I'm like, that's a problem. I had, I had four. <laughs> he had they, four, they were four posts. Golf. They were all <laughs> golf. I was like, that's a problem. Couldn't find him on Facebook. I'm like, you know, he probably has a weird, like, different name on Facebook. He's like, yeah, no, I, like, got rid of my Facebook account, or I put it on, on pause or whatever. I, I had 12 friends when I started. And I think I'm almost at 600. That a boy. So. It, was probably, it was probably your family, too. Uh, yeah. Well, right? <laughs> but, like, ex-girlfriends. To, <laughs> to his testament, I mean, I told I looked at him, and I'm like, that's not going to work. And yeah. one of our huge strategies here is, you know, we have, we are top of mind through social media. You need to commit to this. And a lot of people would say, sure. And then they would like get to it eventually. Like that day he was on Facebook. We did a video together. He posted the video. He was, he, I don't think he stopped since then. I mean, he were literally every day. So it's like, that's the type of stuff that, that makes it. And uh, fun fact about the 80, 20 rule. Um, I went to Tom Ferry's uh, success summit this year and he, they got like really nerdy into the numbers mm -hmm. and they, they said the same thing. It's like 80, 20. And then they take the top 20 and they looked at like out of the top 20%, where's the, the business coming from? <clears throat> and it was like the top 5% does the business. Like, it's yeah, really the truth. You, like, honestly, um, it was very shocking. I don't remember all the stats, but he was like breaking it down. He's like, Within here, you can see like there's only like a certain percent that are selling over 50 houses, even like as a team. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it get, it, it's it's such a huge gap between the successful and everyone else in this industry, and I'm sure it's the same in your guys's too. You know, it's crazy. We, uh, we went to this uh, GCS title. They had that uh, social media mm -hmm. thing that we went to, and that was eye opening. Um, I don't even think of uh, different platforms like. Um, Pinterest, mm. right? It's like I, I totally forgot about that platform. There's just so many that I don't utilize. Like, I feel like I should be better at like LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah. I think that's like underutilized for sure, especially with the rev shares. Yeah, yeah LinkedIn is yeah. a recruiter's yeah. tool. Thumbtack yeah. out of all of them. My wife was telling me because when we we were talking before this, my wife's birthday today, and I'm like, well, where did you find a henna tattoo artist in the house? <laughs> she's like, Thumbtack. Yeah. She's like, you should get on Thumbtack. And I'm thinking, what is it? I've never even heard of it. Yeah. So Thumbtack is almost like a job board. Like if you're mm -hmm. looking to hire 
anything know, anything right so i had a moving company for a while and i used thumbtack for moving because you'd mm -hmm. go on and you know ask for i'm looking to you know basically bid out the job mm -hmm. so mm. um but i was shocked how many people are actually utilizing it to where it's like okay well it's time thumbtack. to yeah it's time to get Is on it an app or a website yeah, it's an app it's yeah, kind of okay. like it's like Almost like Angie's List, kind of. I was just yeah. say. But it's a, it's a little bit better. I've tried as a, my own business trying to get on there, mm -hmm. but it's like it's not really for that. Yeah. yeah, like it's more like house projects and yeah. little things like that. But yeah, the henna tattoo artist is coming in here to give Brady a tramp stamp, so it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be epic for those of you watching. Stay tuned; it's at the very end yeah. if, we ha if we have time. Yeah, <laughs> no, but <laughs> <That'd> be amazing. <laughs> Throw him a curveball. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually real. Yeah. Initiation. I swear, it's henna. Yeah. It really hurts. Yeah, that's part of it. Are those needles? <laughs> There's blood. Yeah, that's the henna. Um, but no, I, I've always thought about doing, uh, making my own app, and it's like Tinder, but for mm. real estate agents. All right. Oh, so that's can, good. Like, swipe. You can swipe on like your listing agents, like, ah, no, I don't want this guy. He charges too much. Or, it's called Zillow. Yeah. Oh, I guess. yeah. But is there, uh, but I like my I see what you're better. saying. Yeah. No, I think it would the be convenience. cool. convenience. Dude, the headshots on that would be incredible. Yeah. So you know it. That's where it comes out at. I mean, they're already outdated for most uh, agents. And you meet in person, it's like such catfish. Is that, yeah. 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 You got to get really crazy if you're going to do an app like that. Like the headshots got to be like outrageous. You're just oiled like, up on the beach or something. Like, <laughs> was, you know what I mean? I was thinking like on top of a mountain, but like, a, I mean, well, we could go sexual way, too. I'm how sure about this golf How about oiled on a mountain? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That would get some swipes. <laughs> I'll work with this guy. <laughs> I don't really think he's good at real estate, but hey, he's he on a mountain. He goes above and yeah. beyond. The, yeah. good, the good news is Brady went on 180 appointments. He didn't sell anything. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's, he's the most actively swiped yeah. agent on Brady's new app, but he didn't get any business for it. Uh, he dated a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> to, to find That's what it's called, on. right? Dated? <laughs> One night coffee dates? I don't know. Define <laughs> closing ratio on that weird his closing ratio is 100 percent, but he made no money i don't understand what he's tracking uh, yeah 100 percent the selling selling cost paid for it there you go but there, uh yeah no there are know, companies i know that are coming out with apps similar to that but they're all similar to in my opinion trying to undercut uh what quality agents do right mm -hmm. like I mean, you saw it with a couple of years ago when they came out with the for sale by owner and they really tried pitching it. And then, mm -hmm. you know, the, once again, stats and facts don't lie. Mm -hmm. you know, by using somebody who's invested into real estate 24-7 and even in the slow times are looking at ways to how do we get better? How do we market better for our clients? There's a big difference between cheap and good and there's companies i saw it was i sat through a meeting on this tech company that was coming out with it it's almost like an uber for um more like tender exactly like you said yeah. like well, i can look and see but it was really the whole purpose is still trying to find something cheap mm -hmm. and yeah that may work for a short period of time like when the market was in so a market hot. like we were just in exactly at mm -hmm. that point uh, that's why you had so many people flood the market yep and both are both industries, mortgaging and real estate. Now yep. I'm trying to wait to see what the numbers come back because we have renewals every year. My guess is be like forty percent of of our our workforce didn't didn't even renew. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I don't ever check that, but I I've I, heard in in real estate they're expecting like six hundred thousand agents to leave the industry or so wow. i don't know something like that makes sense though i mean you think of even how many are licensed in minnesota and how many transactions it oh. averages out to like 1.4 transaction per agent and you think you know that's yeah. still the 
granted back to the 80 20 rule but it's like amazing to me how many people hop in trying to make a quick buck yep that yeah. don't understand you know how the, much work really. it actually is and not well, only how yeah. much work i mean for you coming in under somebody that's already learned from mistakes mm -hmm. right i mean to me that's the best way that i learn yep you know like you've made mistakes that have gotten you to where you're at that many you know why it demands the trust of your clients because mm -hmm. they know you know i'm not just going to print off the mls sheet and say everything included like I need to write the fact if the client thought the washer and dryer were included, that right. it didn't just say washer and dryer right. hookup. I know. Yeah. Well, it says on the MLS that's not a contract, yep. mm -hmm. but it's amazing how many agents think that. Well, it's listed right on the MLS. You didn't ask for it. Yeah. I still have people; they don't include appliances on purchase agreements, and like, I would never do this. But I mean, my sellers could just sell the appliances. Hundred percent. Yeah. Right. Or take it with them. Like. I, it's crazy to me that that agents don't get that type of stuff, but it's that's what happens when the market's moving so fast that you just you don't even have time to learn. You just kind yeah. of go, you know. So yeah, I think uh, any agent on our team has a really good setup to learn. You mentioned mentors earlier. We actually do have a mentorship program as well, mm -hmm. um, and his mentor is our sales manager. His name is Blake Geyer. He's been in the industry for over ten years now, and uh, so Brady definitely has. A great mentor as well to he's okay he's yeah i mean he's okay um <laughs> no. he already he already turned in a sale today you know yeah you know a couple nope. days into 2023 me me and blake are two peas in a pod it feels like yeah you it's, both both like golf yeah so it, i was like well bad. you guys should just pair up for that because yeah. that way if you're at least on the golf course you're probably learning something accomplishing yeah. something yeah. yeah it's uh no we <laughs> there's so many times where we will be talking we'll just say the exact same thing right yeah. over each other and we're like dude <laughs> We got to stop hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's how it feels. Yeah. But, uh, oh, yeah. Before this podcast, Blake was assisting you with your bag and, yeah, you know, all I mean, this stuff. He, that's great. Yeah. Pretty much made him a little brother. <laughs> I was going to say little brother, but we can go with bitch. That's fine. <laughs> um, but no, Jake, I mean, you, you said you were in a completely different career before you got into mortgage. Yeah. How did you, you know, choose to be a mortgage and why did you go with edge um so I, I loved my job as a activity director um obviously the pay isn't great but the place i was working um with covid and everything it got really strict um i don't want to get political uh but it was like testing twice a week mm. gowns masks gloves goggles a lot of people were sick, passing away. It was brutal. Um, and, you know, I was, uh, I had my, my son, and it was kind of like, I, I had to really think about, like, my future. Like, do I financially, um, just overall, because I was like, this doesn't seem like a long-term thing for me. Um, so I talked to my mentor, uh, Bob mm -hmm. Muse, um, and we were just kind of brainstorming, and He's like, well, I know um, my friend Tom. Uh, he's a broker. He owns Edge Home Finance. Um, let me let me like set you up with an interviewer. Like you guys can talk and see if like this would be a right fit. And so I was like, great. And so Tom interviewed me, and uh, from there I I just got lucky pretty much ending up at Edge because I've heard horror stories of other places, and I feel like so fortunate. Um, and I'm not just saying this because you're in the room, Tom, but I, I really do feel fortunate. <laughs> that I landed at Edge and just in the office with the guys, uh, Jose, mm -hmm. Tom, Howard, Sid, Mike, uh, Matt. It's like such a good group of guys that if I ever need help or if I'm ever stuck or if I, you know, I need a pivot, 
those are the guys that I can count on 100%. Yep. I come in the office, I'm kind of just like, oh, not, you know, yeah, you're just down, not feeling down it. Today. And mm-hmm. they're just like, let's yeah, go. Snap them out of it. Yeah, yeah. we're grinding. Let's yeah, go. For that. Um, so the team, the teamwork part is, it's even the though best. we're our own business owners, yeah. know, it's so underrated. Like yeah. It's, mm-hmm. I think our industry, especially, and I know your guys is too, like, it's a lonely business if you're yeah. by yourself and like you get in your head and like there's so many there's so many emotions and thoughts that we deal with on a daily <clears throat> basis that if you don't have that outlet and those people to kind of push you every now and then it's it's really hard yeah so and he's, super he's like the perfect leader like he he gets the energy up he's like let's go it's i was telling i think brady i was like it's like wolf of wall street that energy of <laughs> yeah. like let's grind we're, we're, i don't know it's uh it's something I need in my life that I feel like working at the nursing home, it was kind of, I was comfortable. I was, so it, it's it's good for me to be in the environment I'm in now. It's yeah. just really good energy, um, positive group of guys yeah. that just work their asses off. And it's, yeah, it's kind okay. of really so fortunate. I, I do a, a six month internship for guys that uh, I see that, similar to probably what you saw with Brady, right? You see somebody that has potential and you know, it's hard getting into good looks. Oh, I mean, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to get into an industry that, you know, both of both real estate and mortgage are primarily a hundred percent commission fields. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, um, but you know, the one thing that stuck out with Jake with me when I saw him, I mean, I'm inter- interviews are one thing, resumes, one thing, you know, I'm reading it over and there were some things that stuck out. Like, you know, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to be successful. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's not easy to write that. No, it really wasn't. You know what I mean? that's like, what I, it's not easy to type that. I up. will dominate. Yeah. yeah. I mean, to me, it's like the willingness. I don't know. You know, sometimes it sticks. Sometimes it doesn't. <clears throat> but to me, to have the willingness to like come in and, okay, listen, you're not going to make, you're going to be broke. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how else to say it. But, mm-hmm. you know, if you went to school to be an attorney and you got to go to eight years and you carry a couple hundred thousand dollars in debt, and then you actually get to make some money. In this industry, the first four to six years, it's just like going to law school in a sense. You're you're not making you're not making great money. You're learning, and mm-hmm. you get to get paid to learn along the way. But the one thing that you can't um, that you can't really teach or train is willingness. Like willingness to like does it excite you? For me, to this day, why I'm still on the front ends, I call like let's say my leadership <laughs> style is more like servant leadership. Like I like the job. Mm-hmm. Like that's what drives me. If I get mm-hmm. to help somebody achieve homeownership, make a difference in their family, like that's that's my why, right? Mm-hmm. That's why I want to to do it to where I, I love it. Last night I got a text from uh, an agent that uh, said, "Hey, I'm really sorry to bother you. I know it's 9:30. I have a client that's pre-approved with USAA, and um, she's contingent upon her sale, but they'll only accept this offer non-contingent. And there's another deal." You know, I'm really sorry to bother you. And I'm thinking to myself, like, you know, hold on, like, do you know, know what time it is? Yeah. <laughs> first of all, don't be sorry. Like, this, this is, is what I live for. This is what I love. And yeah. you're, you know, if I even, sometimes I'm pretty transparent. Like, you're paying me right now. Like, this is how yeah. I make a living. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Right now in an industry when things are so slow, right. I'm like, can you do me a favor and bother me every Keep night at 930 me. with yeah. a client that I can, you know, not only make it happen for them, uh, but get somebody else in even while well, call my ecosystem. As you guys know, the average client on the mortgage side does 13 transactions within their life. Yeah. So if I can get somebody right from the beginning and build that relationship, 
you know, we don't have residual income in our industry, right? Yep. A lot of people are like, man, I wish I would have went in insurance so mm -hmm. I can kick back and relax. There is no residual in our industry. So mm -hmm. the only residual that you have is knowing that that client's going to do business again in the future. And mm -hmm. did I treat them well enough to earn that business again? Not only do I want their business now, I want two referrals from them as well, too, yeah, because right. that's how we grow our business. I think, I think everybody that's listening needs to rewind that part and listen to that again if you're in the industry or you're thinking about getting in the industry because that is true. The residual income piece, the passive income, the wake-up money, it's taking care of your sphere. It's taking 100%. care of your past clients. And there's there's so many people that um, – or so, yeah, so many um, consumers that can't remember their agent's name yep. and stuff yeah. like that. And it's like – but you you want this easier path, right? You want this residual income, but, but people – won't stay in front of their sphere. Um, so that that was great, great advice. I've actually never heard someone put in perspective that way as far as your past clients are your residual income, yeah. but it's true. Um, unless you're at EXP, then there actually is. So yeah. Yeah. reach out if you want to know more about that. <laughs> Shameless plug. <laughs> reach out to Brady. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just, that was a very good point. Very good point. If, if it, yeah, if you take anything away, just treat your past clients really, really well. And, and you'll know you'll have future business. I'm, I don't know how old you are. I mean, I'm 42. I'm not, I, I want to work yeah. for another 20 plus years, mm -hmm. right? It's not like I'm, I'm in a rush to retire, enjoy what I do. But in order for me to where I'm not chasing a new rabbit out of the hole every, every month and, you know, I got to find a deal. I got to find, I, you have yeah. a database. What are you doing with it? Yeah. You know, are you staying in front of it? But more importantly, you know, we're in a relationship-based business. I don't, if I'm not the best deal, I'm gonna encourage you to go with the best deal. I don't, I'm past that point in my career where I care so much about um, making a commission. I wanna do the right thing for my clients. I wanna make sure that they know that they have the very best deal. Once again, well, I came to the broker side of the channel because I know I can deliver on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, if you've listened to any of my podcasts, I think I've said it every single one. This is a relation based business. Yeah. I've said it every single time. Anyone, someone comes to ask me about real estate, it's like, hey, it's like you have to create relationships and keep those relationships, otherwise you're not going to be successful. Yeah. Be I the mean, best in the world, but if you don't know anybody, it's kind of kind of pointless. Yeah. If nobody, <laughs> if nobody knows you. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, you did, you did one recently, you're talking to one of your buddies about like the phone. Yeah. And like just, how in your generation, the phone is always there. It, it's, it's different though than like me and What's Tom, we texting? actually we actually called people yeah. at one point. You know, I don't really, honestly, I don't call too many people. I I text to earn the call at this point in my career most times. But I mean, you gotta you gotta reach out and create relationships, and that's you know where obviously we're all sitting here today. Yeah, because because you reached out. I don't know who reached out to who. I think you reached out to me yeah. actually. I think Facebook. But I was here. I've like, told you a bunch though on uh, uh, when you go for coffee the. The first few months of cold calling, I remember Tom being like, pick up the phone, pick up the phone. And I remember it was it was such a good thing for me to do because I was like, I was trying to put myself in their shoes and it got too much in my head. But yep. it's like everything. It's like the more you do it, you break down that fear and it mm -hmm. becomes almost like a muscle where it's just um, like mindless. You just yeah. you do the call. We got a guy in the other room right now calling expireds and for sale by owners like it's go. his job because it is. Yeah. And uh, that terrifies me. Yeah. You know, like that's just not ever been my thing. I'm very sphere-based, relationship-based. 
but uh, he actually shared like a live YouTube video that people were doing, uh, like professionals were calling oh, these expireds, yeah. and I watched it for like thirty minutes, and I'm like, it's not even that hard. No, like they yeah. just either they hang up on you, yep. right? They don't know who you were, anyways. Yeah, or they actually find some value, and it's like I think we get in our heads because we're prospecting all day, yeah, mm-hmm. every day. Like if you're doing it right, so then you you think you're like overstepping or you're doing it too much but these guys don't think about us as much as we think about right them. not yeah. even close you know what i mean so most so, of the time i get in my own way yeah mm-hmm. you know it's, what al- I mean? it's always us yeah it's always it's it's rarely the client every now and then you run into somebody it's like okay they kind of well nobody likes to be shot thing. down i right. mean that's yeah. really what it comes down to but if yeah. you're you know if you're fighting occasionally you're going to get hit yeah um, right every you no know. is one step closer to a yes that's yeah right. <laughs> go for no yeah uh, to me, them. that's, uh, I don't know, I've, I've never really, t- to me, it's like action always results in reward. Mm-hmm. Yep. If you're expecting it just to happen and you're not doing anything, then you're, you're living in fantasy. Especially yeah. early on. Yeah, yeah. Spe- you have you to because you don't yeah. have a sphere. You know, your sphere is your family and whatever else. And for, if you didn't come from a family that's well-connected, yeah. you know, I'm, I'll say a transplant, that's the right word, but I'm, I'm from Akron, Ohio initially and moved I'm, here. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I, did play, I did play basketball with LeBron in high school, though. That that was oh, really that's cool. really cool, actually. Yeah. That was kinda, he awesome. was a man-child, though. At uh, eighth grade, he was dunking on me from the free Shots game. fired, LeBron. We know you're watching. Yeah. <laughs> rematch. Rematch, LeBron. Let's go. That's Let's get crazy. him on the podcast. Tom us, versus hey, LeBron. <laughs> us four against your best four, LeBron. Let's go. <laughs> Dominate us all. It was crazy. But, uh, you know, coming in and then trying to trying to step into a relationship-based business when it's like, well, well, what do you do? Well, you know, I, I've got good rates. I got, like, people don't care. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, truthfully, they, really they care after a little bit to see, like, is it important? If I'm negotiating for my client and um, if I'm a real estate agent, I'm negotiating with a buyer and then I'm referring them to somebody that's $10,000 more expensive, you start to care a little bit. But yep. for the most part, it's the relationship and knowing, if I call that guy at nine o'clock because there's an issue, is he gonna answer? Does he care about the relationship? And that's what it's about. And it takes time. You know, mm-hmm. you can't, uh, I was trying to explain to Jake, you can't plant a seed and expect to bear fruit the next day. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you got to water it. You have to, um, you know, you got to take the actions to make sure that that tree, at some point as it grows, just like you and I have in our businesses, it starts to bear fruit. And then, yeah, it, it's interesting. I, I think it's a little early to tell yet, but we're so, I think, your generation, especially Brady, mm-hmm. is so wired for instant gratification mm-hmm. that, like, I feel better about my position in our industry because there's no instant gratification at all. Yeah. So it's just, it, I feel like it's going to be a harder industry to figure out for a lot of people as your generation yep. comes of age and they're kind of running the show in real estate eventually. I just feel like it's going to be harder to to keep a lot of them around too well, long. That was, you know that I mean? was kind of my big hurdle coming into this as a broker. I had all these expectations coming into it, mm-hmm. which um, totally kind of uh, threw, me, threw me for a loop. Um, but it's, I feel like overall it's been like a good thing, like a realization of like, it's not going to come right away. You, you got to, Put in the footwork and grind and step outside your comfort zone. It's just not going to be handed to you. It's it's kind of yeah. it's good to recognize that early on. It's yeah. it's really hard for a lot of people to like figure that out. They just get so down mentally. Oh yeah, they, they haven't had a win in like three weeks. Yeah, and I'm like, well, but 
how much work have you, have right. you done, right? And yeah. like you said, if you're doing 40 hours, that's like the bare minimum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. 25% you wanna, of your time is actually <clears throat> working. I mean, this is a lifestyle. This is not a job. Mm-hmm. Right. If you're thinking, oh, it's a 40-hour a week job, like, you're, yeah, good luck to you. I mean, you're going you're gonna to make it, but you're not going to change your life. It, you're surviving. Yeah. You're not thriving. Right. You're, you're going to be always wanting that paycheck or wondering where it's coming from next, where the people that make it their lifestyle, which has its flaws and its drawbacks, yeah. um, usually aren't worried about, hey, did I get paid yesterday or not? Like, it's just, you know, it's there. Yeah. And let's continue what we're doing. You know, tending to the field. You're watering the grass. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You're doing the activities, you know, that yield yield the results. And it's not a it's not an instant gratification. No. When it happens, it's great. Yeah. Still, still Every now and then it happens. Still. Every now and then you'll get a lead and they'll be ready to go. And it's like, <laughs> oh. Sweet. Cool. You had that, right? Early on? Yeah. No, I did. You already, how many closings have you had? Just one. Just one, but don't you, you have another one under contract? Uh, yep. Right? Listing go. going active next week. So. And you got a listing going active. Doing it, man. Yeah. Crushing yeah. it. Putting in the work. But like, Jake, you said being uncomfortable. I don't think I've heard anyone tell me more than you, Tyler, that if you're not uncomfortable at least once in a day, like, go home. You're not like, growing. Yeah, you're not doing yeah. anything right. Yeah. Like, I sent a message yesterday to someone that i know and i'll read what i i'll read you what i sent him because he was he's a person that um entertains and so he like it was saying hey you know i'm i'm booked all summer already and it's henna tattoo artist yes henna tattoo artists are on their way um but i said um gosh what did i say to him well, I can't find it. I'm sorry. But it was basically like, yeah, it, you know, uh, unfortunately, you know, you're you're going to be uncomfortable because you're booked all, you know, all summer long and it's kind of a bummer, but that means your business is growing. That yeah. means it's 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 thriving and and that's that's kind of the one of the negatives that I was kind of referring to yeah. as it's your lifestyle. It it becomes this thing that is almost unstoppable, which is yeah. what you all want, but we're all human, right? It's all um, being uncomfortable still isn't like fun. It's no, just it's not necessary yep. to grow. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And the bigger you get, then you have more problems. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of what it is. <laughs> yeah. And gosh. I have to even tell, you know, I, I serve as a advisory on advisory board for United Wholesale Mortgage, which is a, they're the number one lender in the country. And it's like, if we don't have problems, we don't have loans. We're not yeah. business. Like so, you gotta welcome the problems because it's a way for us to get better, to be educated a little more, yep. to learn the next time this problem comes. Now I'm better than my competition because they mm-hmm. never dealt with this. Yeah. Yeah. If everything's perfect, you're just not pushing hard enough. Yeah, you're not straight doing up. anything typically. Yeah. True. Yeah. I was but gonna. I was gonna ask you. Do you care if I ask a question? No, please do. Um, <clears throat> just work-life balance because you two are, you know, whales in the industry. I was just curious um, how you guys balance work family, right. holiday, whatever, you know, um, if it comes easy for you or do you have to like remind yourself, oh, I'm maybe I need to pump the brakes a little bit. I need to spend time with the family or maybe I need to uh, work a little more this week or, you know. Yeah, I think there's we, um, there's a lot of different things I've done over my career to like keep the family involved. I think that's really important. Mm. Um, and like, I don't know, Tom, your makeup of your family, but I have two kids that are seven and nine mm. and then obviously I'm married. Um, so like being that they're younger, um, it's, they don't quite get it yet. They, I mean, they, they kind of do now, but still they're young. They don't really, 
know what like going and making money really matters. They don't have the, the concept of money, right? right? Um, and so like tying things to um, my business that was a benefit to them was a big help. So we had like a big reward tracker um, where, okay, if my goal this year was 60 transactions or something. And out of every transaction, I was going to save $300. So that's 18 grand, right? Um, so out of the 18 grand, here's all the things we're going to do. And it was like at five transactions, we're going to go on a shopping spree for James and my son oh, or cool. like, and so that was a really big help. And then there was also like, my wife gets a Louis Vuitton purse or like, you know, like <laughs> take care of the, the spouse that, that for sure. Helps. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think <clears throat> that part, because like the work life balance is, is hard. It's never, uh, perfect. It's never the same every day. You, you know, you try to. Do your best, but there's gonna be times you gotta grind harder and longer right. than 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 previously. Um, but I think if they're always kind of understanding of like, hey, the daddy has to go do this because hey, we're we're one or two transactions away from the vacation to Florida that we wanted to do. There's light at the um, end of the tunnel, or you know something like that. But I think it's also, um, I've always had for the last like six years, I've always taken a day off on Wednesdays. Um, and early on, it was really important because it was like my wife needed my help at the house and she yeah. needed a break. And so it was like, I was definitely like not taking, doing appointments or anything on Wednesdays. And I, I've still stuck to that. And I think my advice to anybody out there is like, for the work-life balance, don't be afraid of it. Like, just do it. And people actually respect your business more. I mean, I've had numerous clients at this point be like, I'm setting up an appointment with them like, well, but yeah, but you're when your day is off Wednesday. So like, obviously not that day. Let's do this. Like they just, they don't even try. Right. Um, so I think if you set the standard of what works best for your life, most clients are going to understand. And the ones that don't, maybe they're not the best fit, Yeah. you know, or you have a team and maybe they're better fit for a team member. Um, but I think the last thing I'll just say is, you know, it's, it's about putting in the work when no one else is around is mm. a big help because you know my wife will go to bed at like 10 my kids go to bed at like 8 30. i'm up till one consistently most evenings sometimes playing warzone okay <laughs> let's be let's be fair sometimes playing video games but um other nights like last night i was doing emails and some projects for about three hours after they went to sleep and so while maybe that's not what i want to do every day for my family, there was a good balance there because we spent three, four hours together during the evening before they went to bed. Yeah. And like, again, there's going to be those weeks where you're just like, I worked all week. I didn't see the kids. Yeah. Um, but I, that's where that reward tracker comes back in place. So if I could give you any advice, I would really base like your business goals around what would benefit your spouse and your 16-month-old. I like that. Um, because then they're going to be like, oh, yeah, like go get out of here yeah. like go you need to go get a few more loans <laughs> and then we're going to go do this cool thing right yeah um so that's, I, yeah, really cool. there's no easy explanation and i know that was lengthy but it's good it's something that i've always preached um and i really am passionate about like having a balance because at the end of the day if you don't have you know your a lot of people their wives or family their spouse whatever their future if you don't have that like it's gonna be hard to stay motivated in yeah. this industry. So you gotta take care of it. Yeah, 100%. So, I mean, I think that's good. I think uh, involving involving your partner in your business, to me, is a big one. You know, my wife obviously doesn't write loans or doesn't do mortgages, but 
every event that I go to, she comes with. Mm -hmm. Everybody that's in the industry that, uh, you know, our national trade convention, everything. Most people don't have a wife because she always comes with me. She's a supporter. Um, the thing I think that's the biggest part is I've always been kind of the same way. So for me on work-life balance, like I've always I've always worked. Like I enjoy yeah. it. It's not yeah. like I have to. Your wife to. knew what she was signing up for. She knows exactly. <laughs> and, you know, that's part of why she got to stay home and raise our daughter. You know, it's yep. why, you know, when we go on vacation, I don't put out of office on. I don't I don't think that's really to me. I don't like that. Like I if I'm on vacation, my phone works. That's my business. Like yeah. I need to be accessible. So, mm -hmm. you know, being clear. Now, there's times where she'll say to me, hey, you know, I need four hours like uninterrupted. Put your phone away. Like, great. Yep. Not very often because she knows who like that's one of the things like this is who I am. You know, yeah. so just being transparent and uh, trying to, I love the idea of incentivizing them, you know, from yeah. that, especially your kids. My daughter, you know, to her, I just try to explain it from, from a work ethic standpoint. Like, mm -hmm. you know, right now, you don't understand how difficult it is. You know, like there's a lot of people that uh, don't have heat, don't have, you know, like just basic necessities. You've never yeah. had to worry about that. You know, I grew up that way. I didn't have, you know, a lot. So it was always, you know, I never want to be there again. So it like stuck with me to where actions are going to result in getting you what you want in life. So, yeah. mm -hmm. um, and with outside of that, it's, you know, um, having the flexibility to, to work remotely has been, yeah. you know, I'm not stuck in a factory for 16 hours a day. Yeah. You know, if I want to go home at two o'clock and, you know, spend some time with my wife, I, can do it. I've always been jealous of loan officers because you guys don't actually need to get in front of people no. anymore, which mm -hmm. is really nice. Um, you can just sit around pantsless all day and <laughs> make <laughs> millions of dollars and no one will know it any different yeah. where we have to still get into the houses and stuff like that. So, I mean, you guys have a tremendous opportunity to have real like work-life balance. Yeah. Um, but I think the big tip I would have for anybody listening is like, Again, if you're going to get in this industry, it has to be a lifestyle. Like, it's not a job. It's not right. a career. It is a lifestyle, or you will always be wondering where the next check's coming from, period. Um, so the work-life balance becomes easier because Tom's wife knew what she was getting into. The My kids don't know any different. They just know daddy works really hard. Um, he spends as much time as he can with us, and that's the balance, right? So... I think you just get everybody on the same page. Yeah. Uh, that's why my last podcast, the, the spouses yeah. one, yeah. is so important because if you don't have that spousal or partner understanding or support, like it's no, you can't it's impossible. Right. It's Im yeah. it's straight up impossible. Um, so, you know, um, lots to consider getting in this industry, but that's without that, it's not not going to happen. Yeah, I mean, you said a lifestyle, but the amount of people that try to get into real estate is a part time job. Oh yeah, yeah I was not even ask. a full time job. Like yeah, <laughs> we don't hire part time jobs uh, jo or uh, realtors. However, if you want to come to EXP, we can talk about that, right, Brady? E yes, EXP. <laughs> this Tyler Miller team is full time though. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's because it, it's just it's you're not giving yourself the opportunity. You're not giving yourself a, a an equal chance at success. Yeah. Um, there's you can't do this inconsistently. And people can tell. I mean, it just reeks of uh, totally. You're 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 trying to make a paycheck. You're not trying to help somebody. You know, when yeah. you when you make it a lifestyle, like you said, it's more like I really care about the satisfaction on mm -hmm. what I'm delivering from 
what I'm in control of. You can't control if the washer and dryer fail the next week and they're calling you mm -hmm. like, well, what happened? Yeah. But I can answer the phone and explain to you what it is and walk you through, you know, some resolutions or whatever. It's really, it's where I've had people before, like I tried calling my agent, my basement's flooding and they're not answering. Yeah. Well, you know, I looked up your agent and that was the first deal they closed. And <laughs> I also see that they work at Target. <laughs> yeah. Know, it's wonder. well, there's nothing worse than being like, Oh, you want to see the house at uh, five? Well, I get off at five thirty, yes. so I could probably show it at six. Like, come on, you guys, it's not going to work unless it's your mom or dad, right? You know, so even then, it's a disservice. Were, were you going to ask something else about uncomfortability, or me? Were you just wanted me to, well, us to touch on it because I know we kind of got off on a different topic there. I was I was going to touch on Tom, um, you know, starting Edge Home Finance, like starting that there's challenges when you start stuff and yep. try to grow something into as big as edge home finance has got. What were some of those challenges and how did you guys kind of overcome those? Mm. What was your biggest challenge mm. when you first started? You know, primarily it was being a broker because for a while there, if you said you were a mortgage broker, it was like a four letter word, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. you know, really working through that stigma and gaining trust of, of, you know, we talked about this being a relationship business, but you, I, the bread and butter of our industry is the trust of agents. Mm -hmm. um, so most people aren't coming to a mortgage guy and say, hey, I'm interested in buying a house. Yeah. They're coming to the agent and say, hey, I really want to buy this house. Or, hey, can you come show me this house? And then earning the trust of not only the community, but real estate partners as well. And understanding, well, wait a minute, there's been so many lies that uh, have manifested out of, well, you don't have an underwriter in your office? And it's like, no, no, why, why would I? I have 9,000 on a floor that underwrite directly to guidelines, but before, you know, there were so many stigmas to be able to get mm -hmm. over to make being a mortgage broker something that could deliver a product that is cheaper, faster, and better. And, mm -hmm. and sometimes more reliable, right? And like Correct. That, yeah, I, I agree because that was oh, uh, 2011. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was Man, it's tough. <laughs> sensitive time for I mean, sure. I would walk into an agent's office and like try to, at that point, still trying to grow my business and, you know, hey, can I have a shot? And like, well, you know, you don't have an underwriter in your office and, you know, there's this and this. And I would like hear all this. And it was, it's been a, it was a constant uphill battle after what happened with the last market collapse. So, yep. you know, the biggest thing is, is really that aspect of it. Then from just a basic growth aspect is, you know, audits. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. those would, for me, when we were a small, you know, we were small, it would shut down production because I would have to deal with a state regulator in my office. And yeah. Trying to understand, you know, when they're, um, it, it's daunting when someone has the capability to pull your livelihood out from underneath you. Yeah. Even though you didn't do anything wrong and it's just a standard audit, to me, it's like even to this day, if you see a cop, you know, on your tail, you're oh, looking yeah. down at the speed, like, oh, oh yeah. man, I'm going, I'm going 37 and a 35, and you're tapping your brakes and are scared, right? Mm -hmm. So, see, that's where the Wolf of Wall Street part comes in, because that it's a scene where he's got the guy uh, in there asking him all the questions, and everybody's like, I do not, I do not recall that. Oh yeah, I do not yeah. recall that. No. It's I, been, <laughs> it's been tough though. I mean, that's still to, you know, because we've gotten to the size we have last. I haven't done it for 2022 yet, but 2021, it was like 48 out of 52 weeks we were under an audit. Oh, you know? that's brutal. And it's, uh, it's just constant uh, that and growing, growing team members that you can rely on, right? Mm -hmm. um, 
can I rely on my compliance department? Can I rely on my payroll department? You know, to me, you know, that's one of the biggest things where you know our average payroll is two to three million every two weeks. So, mm-hmm. you know, you screw that up, it's reputation. To me, reputation's everything. So making sure that everything is dialed in, finding the time to not only train that person, but then you lose somebody that's key, you got to restart over again. So, you know, I've kind of learned from that aspect to always not necessarily have a backup, um, but to uh, overstaff just a tad bit from that standpoint. So Mm -hmm. you have somebody that's trained enough that can step into that role if need be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was a big focus for me this year too, um, coming to EXP and um, when I when I came to EXP, uh, we left two agents behind who were our two top producing agents, other than myself. So um, I was I learned from that where even though it, everything seems like there's a plan, things can change in a in a second, right? I was told the day the day I told our president we were leaving the EXP was the day the other agent told me that she wasn't coming with, even yep. though she told me she was. Mm. So that was fun, um, but I, I I made a. a promise to myself at that moment that I will never ever be in this position again like you have to be always recruiting in this industry you have to always be staffing up you have to you can't you can't um you know right now as Brady sits next to me I'm sure he's thrilled to be on this team yeah one day that that idea might change and I it is not my I can't do anything about it and and he is entitled to his opinions and so I can't uh, bank on anyone being, and no one can bank on anyone being a lifetime uh, employee Correct. or a, a team member. Just unfortunately, it doesn't really work out yeah, that you way. You got to be prepared to, I'll say, protect the house is what I say a lot yep. of times. Yeah. Like, uh, you have to protect the business and make sure that you have those backups in place. So just yep. learning, you know, for mm-hmm. me as a, as an entrepreneur, you you're the one that it falls on. That if it doesn't yeah. happen, then. That's when that work-life balance is really yeah. thrown out because, yeah, hey, oh my gosh. sorry, I don't have a choice. You mm-hmm. know, yeah, I'm working till three a.m. Yeah, I'm up at seven a.m. Then, if that's the case, and you have to either make it happen or make excuses. Yeah, I, I, my excuse always was, well, I'm different though. That was always my excuse. Like, well, but I care about people, and I, <laughs> yeah. you know, I do things the right way, and I treat everybody right. I'm very fair. I, do, you know, I'm different. We're gonna make it work. If you're listening, you're not different. No, I'm sorry. Like you're just, just don't trick yourself. Don't do what I did and trick yourself into thinking that you're different. You can be maybe better in certain areas. You can be someone's right fit for a while, but you know the like you said earlier, the stats don't lie, the the trends don't lie. There isn't a lifetime team member. No, it really mm-hmm. unfortunately so. Uh, EXP does staff a great job up. with tying them though too. With the, EXP does a great job. She can still be in business with them. Yeah. Um, if Brady ever decided to leave the team someday, it doesn't mean that we don't have a relationship. Mm-hmm. Where any other brokerage, that's the problem. It, you put, I mean, and similar. Well, you guys have revenue share now too, but and I don't know how it works. But like, if when I was at Edina Realty, if someone left my team, there was no other way to have a relationship with them. They were now a direct competitor. There's Correct. no other way around it. Mm. Yep. And that's the case at any other brokerage um, except for EXP. And so that part is really cool where a team leader or anyone can build up a team. And, yeah, people will kind of leave and do their own thing eventually. But if they say at EXP, you can still help them. And you still want to because you benefit yeah. financially from the company. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a, it's a beautiful 
model that's, I wish I knew about it 10 years ago. That's like similar to Edge. There's there's <clears> this <throat> mutual respect among Edge employees. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like a Facebook group and you know, I've been in contact with a couple realtors and then got a message from someone on Edge that said, "Oh, I see that you're um, friends with so and so. Are you working? Are you in contact with them?" Yeah, I am. Oh, okay, I'll back up. There's like, That's there's, cool. yeah, yeah, there's this mutual respect of like, you know, we're all in this together and everybody's willing to help. I have like ten guys on speed dial that, in a heartbeat, would pick up my phone call and just be like, "Hey, what's up? What can I, you know, yeah. what do you need help with?" So. And there's enough business to go around. Yeah. You yeah. got to find your tribe. You got to find your, your couple people that you want to form a relationship with and, yeah. and grow it. And you and you got to take a chance early on in your career. You just got, you know, got to start reciprocating business, <laughs> send it back and forth, see if you can grow a relationship. It's just unfortunately yeah. the only way. But when you find that person, it's like the greatest feeling in the world because yeah. mm-hmm. it's just... it Now they're part of your life. They will be forever. Right. Like it, it's such a fun thing. Um, so that's always my advice to my team members, like, don't sit down with a lender or anyone <clears throat> that might send you business unless you feel like you could be friends with them first or you could right. go get a drink with them or, 100%. you know yeah, what I mean? Well, hold up. Well, uh, <laughs> lemonade. <laughs> yeah. Lemonade for, Mountain what is it, Dew. four more months? Less than four months now. All right. Wow. Lemonade. Months. Lemonade yeah. only. But yeah, that's how it feels like at the office, too. It's like all the guys at the office... Um, in a, in a heartbeat would do anything for any of the guys yeah. without expecting anything, you know, in return, mm-hmm. you know, um, financially or any, it's just, yeah. So it's awesome. It's cool. It's good, good culture place. that you form there. Yeah, yeah, it's key. Yeah, I mean, you hit awesome. it on the head, even to this day. I mean, I still look to grow my own business, right? Mm-hmm. But what I've learned is like, okay, I want to know if I like the person first. Like, yeah. do I really even, like, can to. I see, like, do we align enough to where, like, because it it's a relation. I think a lot of people miss it because I'm just trying to sell you something. And yeah. That reeks. Like you can just I tell. have these products. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can. Don't, Jake, Jake, for the love of God, let me give you a couple tips. These products. Any loan officers out there, okay? Um, us realtors, unfortunately, we don't care about the products uh, right away, okay? We do eventually, but we don't care about them right away at all. Yeah. All we care about is, one, are you a good person? Two, what is in it for us? Okay. Do you have some business to give? Um, and if not, that's totally fine. But what can we do together right. that isn't based around a program or something that anyone else could do? Right. Like, um, can you can we get in front of a different audience with you doing a workshop or some sort of webinar or like let's do something together, right? Yeah. Where if you're always leading with the value, and I my team members they mm-hmm. know like when you go to that meeting, you ask that lender what can we do to help you and your business and that's all that matters because that that's how we can create value for them is what do you need help with right yeah um it's not always the lead and in our in in our situation the beauty with exp is like if maybe it's not a lead maybe you send them an agent that Mm -hmm. is looking to make a switch i mean that's more valuable to an exp agent sometimes than even a regular client you know so that'd be my only advice, and I, you probably know that you have a good good teacher here. You yeah. can't say it enough, though. I mean, that's just uh, do not lead with programs. And and if someone's like, "Hey, I have this this list this list report thing for your listings, and I'll make a flyer and I'll put I'll I'll dual brand it. I did it for you already. It's awesome. Let me send it over, and you're gonna love it. I'm gonna blow my brains out if yeah. I have to hear it one more time. Because and, and it's not that I don't appreciate it, but everyone can do that. Right. Yeah, what is your unique value proposition as Jake? Yeah. Not from State Farm. 
Jay from Edge. Um, like that's what you got to figure out. Yeah, know? and it, it's kind of been trial and error almost. You know, from when I first started meeting realtors and stuff, mm -hmm. um, I thought I had to know everything about everything, every product, every. So it was overwhelming. Totally. And then Tom kind of made me realize, like, kind of what you guys were saying. It's like, are, are you going to be able to hang out with this person, mm -hmm. get along with this person? Do you guys vibe? Is there energy there that um, does it feel right? As weird as that sounds, but it's like you just know. It's like a date. I, yeah, it, it really is. Like I've True. met with realtors sometimes. It's very rare, but like I've met with a couple of realtors where it's like it's just it's not there. There's yeah. like this either they're boring and you, you know I'm the one carrying the conversation. It's just that yep. there isn't there's something missing. It's funny. It brought back my memories when <clears throat> when I first stepped into the purchase side of business and. I went to Chris Lindahl when he was back with Edina Realty. I knew yep. Chris before he was an agent. I was at that office with him yes. for a brief time. So it was him and I think his father-in-law. Brad, yep. Yeah, and then and my my dad was the manager, fun fact. We had uh, Shout water, out to Heavy Kevy, Kevin Miller. <laughs> Waterstone had this uh, flyer packet. Like you can do these co-branded things. And I remember like that was my whole pitch. Like I'm going in and I'll never, like I left that meeting and I was like, it was that feeling that I'll never feel again. Like... Like, that was the dumbest thing I've ever done, <laughs> you know? Like, he literally was like, great, you know, we already send this shit out. Like, what, yeah, like... That dude, sounds like... What, yeah. And it, like, completely... And I, and I was friends with him, right? Yeah. So then on top of it, he does, like, completely blew me off. And then I'm thinking to myself, like, damn, that was dumb. Yeah. Like, it's not... And then from that point on, it was like, I don't know, it kind of went off in my head, like, okay... I don't need your business and you don't need my business, but yep. do we do business good together? Because you can tell, like if you have a good lending and real estate team, they're, they're talking the same language. They're working just as hard. Like it's, it, it's a hundred percent something that can't be faked, right? It's either it clicks and you guys can, you know, really help to make sure that not only, you know, for me, as we've said before, I'm not getting people asking me to buy real estate. I'm asking yeah. people for mortgages, but if I do such a good job that we're going to generate two referrals from it, you know, then to me, that's my value proposition. Mm -hmm. A lot of times mm -hmm. is, you know, we're going to do such a great job, be clear to close, make sure they have their numbers 48 hours in advance before closing. Um, and yeah, we do have all these products too, but it really comes down to, you know, even for Jake right now, who's calling and trying to build his business, you're not looking for a one night stand either. You know, no, no. yeah, great. You might get a deal, but yeah. then like what, is there a relationship there? Like, are you actually educating them? Because as I look for my agent partners to educate me on what's going on in the market, I'm trying to educate them on what's going on in the financial market, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Okay, here's what the Fed's doing. Here's what we're seeing. I mean, we pay for all this information to, to digest it and try to give it to you in a synopsis to where when your clients ask you, hey, you know, I haven't been wanting to buy because interest rates are so high. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, so high compared to what? compared yeah. to the lowest they were in the history, you know, like <laughs> yeah. average it over the time since mortgages came out, it's, you know, average interest rate over life of seven and a half percent. We're still well below that. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, land homes are a commodity that uh, we're not printing more land. Mm -hmm. So, right. you know, it's, there's nothing better to hedge inflation than real estate. There's nothing better to create generational wealth than real estate like mm -hmm. it's a lot of its education like even yeah. for our consumers and the relationships that we have between between lenders and agents mm -hmm. yeah no i totally agree like the relationship's huge but uh 
I think I just got the look from Tyler that he's thinking about some midnight snacks. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was like, I should stop talking because I could talk about this forever. Um, I mean, it, yeah, we're almost an hour and ten minutes in. Yeah. And it doesn't feel like Has it. Has it really been an hour and ten? Yeah, That's the thing with these. They go so fast. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, there's been so many great topics. I'm sitting here like, I got to clip that. I got to clip that. Mm-hmm. I got to clip that. Mm-hmm. Like. There's so many great things. The henna, the henna tattoo moment. Yeah, yeah that, that one's actually being posted. <laughs> Number tonight. one. Like, <laughs> I want the follow-up on that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we have a fun fun little activity planned, right? Yeah, now. so kind of what we do at the end of podcast is we do a little draft. It's kind of a, I, I, uh, Jake, you got the first pick. Tom, you got two, and then I'll take three and team. Oh, that's nice of you. you. Yeah, fourth. I'll take last. I mean, you fun. were so confident when you watched that's it. Fine. I don't so need you, to go you, first. You get fourth. Yeah, that's fine. Um, but it's it's, you know... Best midnight snack, um, you know, we'll go Tom, or, yeah, Jake, Tom, me, Tyler, and then back to Jake. Um, three rounds. Three rounds. Um, and then I'll post it on socials, and we'll let people uh, people Damn, vote. I like it. So it's, it's a fun way to kind of end the episodes and just yeah. have fun with it. So you can't say a snack that's already been taken by someone Got else. It. It's like picking a it's fantasy like a football game, yeah. uh, team here. You can't okay. draft Patrick Mahomes twice. It ain't going to happen. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and then by the end of this, I gotta think of a team name for myself. For yourself? Well, for my team. Tyler Miller team? No, that's so boring. <laughs> well, it just depends what I end up drafting. We'll see. Okay, all right. Well, Jake, are you ready? Midnight snack. Yeah. We'll we'll go. Uh, you're up. All right, I'm gonna go with uh, cheesecake. Oh. <laughs> First pick Love of the first cheesecake. of the first round, oh, yeah. cheesecake. Yep. I did not expect that. <laughs> that that came out of left wild card. Field. That is a wild card pick. <laughs> wow. So do you have calories. cheesecake on hand at all? No, no but I was just thinking about it. I was like, man, I should. They come pre-sliced yeah. at Cub or yeah. Ivy. You have to make a stop on the way home Coming now. That might be the move. So. You're gonna listen to this tonight while eating cheesecake. Oh, yeah. Can't wait. I'll take a selfie too. Absolutely. <laughs> Aldi. Aldi has good cheesecake. Do they really? Yeah. I have an Aldi by my house. I should go there. Tom. Yeah, so, you know, I was thinking of even last night because I woke up and had a midnight snack. For sure. What did you have last night? Yeah, no, that's not what that I'm it, going is with. Is it okay? Oh, that's okay. what you're going with? So we normally keep the snacks separate at our house. So, um, hey, I'm not eating them all the dang time. <laughs> right. My daughter kept. And it was goldfish. Oh, Ooh, that's a good one. That's a great one. That is a great one. I love goldfish. That is yeah, a, goldfish are great. That is a great midnight snack, actually. All right, Brady. I'm going to go with a M&M ice cream sandwich. <laughs> Have you ever had one of those? Um, at, a, at like a gas station when I was your yeah, age as a exactly. child. Exactly. 3 a.m. Going to Quick Trip in Winona. <laughs> you grab the He's had M&M, a lot of lemonade. A lot of lemonade. And I got to get one of these ice cream sandwiches. They're so good. That I mean, it's a legit pick. I'm, I'm upset I didn't think of it. I'm going to try that. Yeah, I didn't even know those existed. Um, you can get them at Walmart in like a pack of four, but... I'm surprised to get like I feel like every time I do this, I just have such value picks. It's insane. I think you're just overly confident. <laughs> this guy, right now. I'm so overly confident. My drafts are terrible. I never win. <laughs> but I feel like I have again. I have like Tom Brady sitting on the board right here. So we're just gonna go with buttered popcorn. Oh, popcorn! Say. Really? Yeah, that's a good one. I, I I'm I am addicted for sure to popcorn. Like. No doubt. I probably have it. And we said like midnight snack. I was thinking like late night snack. Um, what, what kind of popcorn though? So it has to be, it's um, it's Orville Redenbacher's, False. but it's Naturals. That's what it's called, Naturals. Okay. okay? And it's like uh, lightly salted, I think it is. Lightly you salted. You got to pop your own. 
for, okay, that's you what you do out in old rock. Yeah. <laughs> Freaking got Jiffy Pop <laughs> over your uh, fireplace. Over Colorado. Wake yeah. up everybody in the house because it stinks right. like pop. Now, so I tried, I wanted to get like healthy popcorn, you know, like, because I eat it all the time. And like, skinny pops good. So like yeah. my dad would always do the Oreo Red and Bogs, like movie theater, like just mm. gobs of, it was like yellow. It was like neon yellow butter. Um, so, but now what you got to do is you got to get the lightly salted. Okay. But then you put your own butter on there. Okay. You melt your do butter you down. Sp- oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get like the stick of butter. I throw in, you know, a good no chunk. Spray butter. Wait, how much? No spray, spray butter? A good chunk. That is a fat chunk of Dude, butter. It is a fat <laughs> chunk. <laughs> um, butter. When you're on keto though, like butter is okay. Popcorn's not. <laughs> but, but the butter, the butter part is great. It's justifying the butter. If I was on keto, it would be okay if I eat a half a stick of butter. Yeah. <laughs> no, it makes the keto work because I just I I you balance the carbs with the butter, it. right? Yeah. Doesn't that isn't that science? That makes sense. Makes and, sense. Yeah. Anyways, my first pick is obviously popcorn, popcorn with with that is pretty good. self melted butter. With a lot of butter. <laughs> Lots of butter. Bricks yeah. of and butter. And then like probably half the salt shake or two like just a ton that's fair you got to get the uh <coughs> the really fine salt so it sticks Ooh, otherwise mm-hmm. it just falls to the bottom yeah you are pro you are tip. correct yeah yep <laughs> pro tip yeah pro popcorner yep um i'm gonna go with frozen snickers Ooh. oh yeah but not not the ice not cream the ice one. cream like, like an, an actual, actual bar frozen snickers that's that's the a ice, good snack anytime it's a close second though i don't i, I don't mind so. it i don't know not a fan are making me hungry man. yeah i know <laughs> We actually just brought in a bunch of snacks. We had to refill the snack room. We probably got some popcorn over nice. there. No butter to melt, though. Keto. Keto. All right, round, round yeah, two. Yeah, so, yeah. Round two, pick two. You know, you guys have went with the sweets. To me, I'm thinking all the things that I actually snack on. And one of the and things. And that's why you're going to win this, because you were <laughs> yeah. relating, relating to the yes. public. So my wife uh, likes to shop at Lake Winds, which is like an organic uh Co-op, right? Mm-hmm. Tom's literally never been inside. <laughs> never. No, organic? Nope. Just give me the goldfish. I'm good. No, they're probably organic goldfish. They, oh, they for sure are. Real natural they're goldfish. Seven dollars instead of three. So yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, but dolmas. And I dolmas. Yeah. Have you ever had dolmas? It's like it's an Indian type thing, but it's a grape leaf with wrapped, and there's like a lemon on it. We have them. Oh, what? But. Oh, they're amazing. <laughs> is it like a sweet? No. No? Yeah, what is, like, what is, what does it taste like? Um, if you've ever had, like, Greek food, it's a grape leaf with rice inside of it. Ooh. But there's oh, lemon. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, you know, there's a lemon sitting on top of it. Jeez. I, I think I know what you're I mean, I've about. heard of Dolma. Did you just look it up just now? How exactly do you spell it? D-O-L-M-A-S. Dolmas. Dolmas. There's a picture of it. Mm. They're pretty good. I don't know. It's uh. Yeah, do you, do you have to those. like? Do you have to like make it, or does ah, it come it pre-made? It comes already pre-made and uh, with a lemon sitting, like sliced yeah, lemon on those. it. Yeah. That's when you know you've made it, man. You're snacking on dolmas. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, like, that's luxury. That that's like that's like what the Wolf of Wall Street guy so would be chomping on. Yeah. Dolmas and organic cage-free goldfish. <laughs> cage-free, <laughs> cage-free goldfish. Uh, Bowl-free goldfish. Uh, yeah, yeah. What about you? I um, I'm gonna go with Oreos. Oh, that's good. That's a good <laughs> that call. That is a good one. You just won. That's that was like my daughter a... last night, and it was funny. I'll, she literally was texting me, you need to pick me up Oreos, please. please. I said, oh, God, that sounds so good. Yeah. No, I'm not picking up Oreos. Honey. I'm already late. I'll be home in a little bit. Hold on. Side Sidebar. Okay. Okay. You get one word. Okay. Yep. Well, there's, one, there's, a hy- there's a hyphenated <laughs> double stuff or original? Never. Original. Double, or, yeah, original. 
Easy. Yeah, original. Yeah, double, double stuff is like. I'm double stuff. See, there we go. That's why we're together. That's it. Realtors. <laughs> it's a realtor thing. Yeah. We always want more. Uh, we the amount of people more. that want thin Oreos or like thin Oreos. You guys disgust me. I yeah, just. Something <laughs> wrong with them. I brought Oreos. Oh yeah, to Oreo house. thins. Like, yeah. are you insane? I didn't even know that was a thing. No. Yeah, it's right. it's a little healthier. Like, if you're eating an Oreo, you gave up on your diet. Yeah. You don't have to. Yeah. Know, oh, snuck a little thin go. in there, and I'm fine now. Yeah. It's not gonna make me more diet thin. Oreos. No. No. Okay. Um. Gosh. Key money. Mm. I am gonna go with cereal. Oh, yeah. okay. You can, that's that. so broad. Wait, which cereal? Yeah. yeah you, gotta, you can't you just say get cereal. What do you mean I can't say you cereal? You can't just say cereal. Uh, Blake said food on Thanksgiving. <laughs> He's like, uh, the best part of Thanksgiving, food. food. No, you can't <laughs> say all food. of it. What's okay? Cereal? If I had to choose, God, there's so many good cereals. Over there is, but um, I mean. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. That's a good one. It has to be a great midnight snack. Right, like it's just—it's like wake gosh, up with I, I want something though, sweet, like but I don't want to eat a Snickers bar. Like, what can yeah. I have? Mm-hmm. Cereal. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, popcorn and cereal. Are you serious? Look at That's this draft right. over here. I would never eat that. That's pretty. What <laughs> kind of what kind of milk do you use? Do you use like almond milk? Oh, oat milk? my my wife shops right at the same store. Yes. His okay. wife does right. whatever it's called. Organic prairie. It's like it's like New Horizon cage free cow. One hundred percent. Yeah. Milk made from. Do you do whole milk? Silk. I don't know. Whole milk. You know. So I grew up on skim milk. Same. Right. Well, I don't know. I, that's all I changed. knew. Well, and, no, it's and not good for you. you got yeah. Well, it's like water, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, my wife gets like 2% or something. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. Same. I just yeah. eat whatever she puts in front of me. I'm it's like a, a dog. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> just a dog. <laughs> she's like, like before she, before we came here, she's like, what do you want for lunch? She starts lifting, listing off all these things. I'm like, I don't have time to even think about it right now. I don't care. Just whatever's on the counter when I turn around. It's gonna be. I'm gonna eat. Yeah, and that's what happened. Perfect. You mentioned uh, Thanksgiving. Do you guys do cranberry with your turkey? I don't. No. No. Like the canned cranberry. They have it. I can't say that I do it. It's always there. It's like it's more of like a decoration. It looks Uh, good in the pretty bowl, but yeah, yeah, not a fan. Brady, is it? Do you do like the canned or is it like actually like Um, good cranberries? I mean, I'm not picky. I'll do either. I feel like everybody says the canned is really good. Yeah. But like the canned is just like that chunk of just it just like yeah it's like jello look very, and it's like the same shape yeah. as the can <laughs> red alpo yeah. yeah it's been in there for twenty five no, years yeah Expiration it was days. canned back in Nam yeah. <laughs> yeah it was like MREs uh, <laughs> all right third pick Jake, last pick um, to make his team complete God. the sleeper I'm gonna. Mm. You went two sweets in a row. Are you going three sweets? I was going to go three, but I'm, and I'm not really a sweets guy, which is weird, but. <laughs> After 10 p.m., you turn into a different man. <laughs> yeah, just a psycho. new person. <laughs> um, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to go frozen gummy bears. See, now we were talking about that before. Yeah. And yeah. I've never, never tried it. it. I've, I mean, on accident, because I left, my daughter left them in the car. <laughs> yeah. Negative oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. It He's staying out of this car. He's like, oh, yeah. yeah. It starts as like a Jolly Rancher and turns into a gummy bear. It's hmm. genius. It's two candies in one. Yeah. That's crazy. You got to I mean, try it. We all have to try it. It's a game changer. Or, or frozen Skittles, also good. Skittles. I feel like that'd break my teeth. Yeah, yeah my teeth I'm, hurt already. Yeah, it's, I don't know. Frozen We're getting too old or worried about these I know, things, that's Tom. true. My, Frozen skills. Oh, I can't cute. do that. Yeah. <laughs> need a root canal. You need a bridge after yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right, Tom, what you got? All right, the last thing, and this is once again, I'm relating to real world here. My daughter has this little, I don't know what you want to call it, basket with treats in it. Mm-hmm. And there's the little self-serve, like 160 calorie uh, Pringles. Oh. Mm. oh, what flavor? Um, so she has all three. Which she has one three flavors. Prefer? I love barbecue. Barbecue, yeah. okay. So it's, it's my, but then there's the cheddar and then just the regular. Okay. See, I'm a regular. Yeah, at midnight, I'm, I'm really not discriminating. Yeah. Those mini cans? Whatever yeah, they're you mini. blindly yeah, yeah, yeah. grab. Just, so right. then I'm like, all right, it's 160 calories. <laughs> I know once you pop, you can't stop. Yeah. <laughs> can't. It's over. Just call me. Yep. Absolutely. That's, That's a, a great choice. I thought about Pringles. That's a really That's good a choice. That's a, I love Pringles. Mm, I just thought of I thought of mine, so hopefully you don't take it. I got a couple. I I am going between two, and it's hard. Um, you gonna miss your pick like the Vikings? <laughs> nope. No? I'm gonna go cosmic brownies. Solid. Are those edibles? Cosmic brownies? <laughs> well, probably. <laughs> they can't be. <laughs> Not the ones I eat. Oh, okay. <laughs> you put a couple of frozen gummy bears in there, and yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so frozen the truth gummies. comes out, yeah. Jake. <laughs> Yeah, we're it's, talking about our favorite edibles, right? Yeah. Now. <laughs> Midnight, yeah. yeah. Uh, Cosmic brownies is is legit. I was never a big fan of those, but I mean they're they are good. Don't get me wrong. I know. Hey, wait a second. You're not my team. Does your team oh, leader? <laughs> does your team leader supply Cosmic brownies it, in the it's team? It's probably really? not good because I'll eat all of them. <laughs> uh, we do. We do. What's Kay. your last pick of the draft? Oh man, so I was debating between a couple. I was debating between Cheez Its. Mm. I was. I had that. Which I feel like I can't say that because I literally eat them all the time. Yeah. When I'm not on keto, um, mm-hmm. which is like every other day. <laughs> and then I always end up having like string cheese with my popcorn, but that's not my pick. Dude, I've, I, I was dating this girl in college, and she would put like string cheese, goldfish, and like her like in the popcorn. In the popcorn. That's weird. No, you gotta keep like, them separate. I get it's like a outrageous. it's like a thing. You eat like half the bowl, then you have one string cheese, and then you eat. And then you have the last string cheese. And by the way, the correct way to eat a string cheese is you bite a tiny, like an eighth off first, like a chunk. You gotta get the chunk. Like a grenade. Yep. What? Yep. And then you string the rest. Yeah. Just so everyone's aware. I'm gonna like mute your mic, dude. (laughs) Jesus. So you wait. So you have the self control to open it up, and then you just start peeling it, and have little things the whole time. Yeah. No. You gotta get like a string cheese. They're too nubby. (laughs) They break like halfway through, and then you pull a thick one that looks like a fingernail. (laughs) But yeah. So my my actual pick I'm gonna go with is chips and cheese. Like, like, okay. Like, Tostito chips. I was just going to say, melted? Like, you throw cheese on it, you throw it in the microwave, and you just got some, like, nachos? Like, 45 seconds, chips and cheese. Okay. And I also saw something that horrified me one time. I went to a buddy's house, Mm -hmm. and instead, I don't know, am am I the only one that uses, like, the shredded cheese? Yeah, of course. Okay. This, This monster. Put, like, the... Took like oh, the oh, chunks God. of like the square for like sandwiches and covered his chips like, and he's like it's genius because they're all covered in cheese and I'm like yeah but Jeffrey that's like Dahmer does that's that. wrong it yeah, needs there needs to be that's crazy there needs to be the chips that are like the winners right yeah, like so they're 100%. covered and then there has to be those shitty ones on the outside you're like I don't really want this do you do the scoop slices? chips yeah scoops doesn't yeah. matter but yeah he used like yeah, slices used so slices. the whole thing was covered I'm like. But it's not as fun when there's like all of them are the same. Yeah. I need the ones that are kind of good and kind of shitty, right? You're choosing yeah. your favorites as you go. Right. I think Pringles might be the. That's a pretty. Pringles good is choice. legit. Yeah. I wanted zebra cakes. Yeah. Like, Oatmeal cream pie. 
Yeah. Oh my so god, good. they're so good. No one else frozen. likes those. I'm no one else likes them. Fro- <laughs> Everything frozen. <laughs> frozen oatmeal cream yeah. bites. Uh, yeah, but no one it's else good. likes them. My my it's wife my thinks childhood. I'm crazy. My, I guarantee you my wife is voting for you. Sweet. Yeah. Thanks, Ashley. Um, you hit. You won it with cosmic brownies. What were your other ones? Uh, M&M ice cream sandwich and Oreos. Yeah, she's voting for you for sure. She ain't voting for me. Pretty good choices. Cheesecake, man. Cheesecake. Oh God. Cheesecake. So frozen Snickers. What if What if Jake wins because of cheesecake? And we, that's just something we just, don't know is about. Is it frozen cheesecake? No. <laughs> Although I don't think the kid owns a fridge. He has two freezers. Frozen cheesecake, though. I might have to try that. You guys that. ever had frozen That's... turkey? <laughs> yeah, frozen turkey with frozen On frozen bread? Cranberry sauce. Oh, oh boy. Well, this is um, awesome. All those people out there listening, make sure you vote Vote for Pedro. Yep. Vote for me. Okay, come on now. Popcorn with a I'm lot of Pedro. butter. A lot of butter. Not, not blubber. <laughs> blubber. Well, that's what happens after I eat <laughs> too much of it. I'll think of blubber on keto. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably allowed on keto. Would you say you're 50% keto? Um, Isn't it like an all or nothing thing? Because you want to be in a well, state of... He yeah. goes all or nothing for what? Four days? No. Like, there'll be like a good... Two the, weeks. Okay, the holiday, the last month has been like yeah, brutal. brutal. Yeah. But like, there'll be like... I'll go for like a month and then I'll... That's not bad. You know, and I'll... I'll see results, but is it it's, sustainable? It is like it's it's honestly not that hard. It's just um, I I say this all the time jokingly, but it's true, and you can probably relate. Like my life is a freaking party. Yeah, all the, like we're always hosting. Mm-hmm. We're always out with like it's so hard to eat it's hard to meat and cheese. Yeah, all the time wherever I'm at, like because mm-hmm. I go somewhere and like they just don't have anything. Right. So then I'm like, give me the weird guy that shows up with like a lunch box. You know, yeah. like it's just I don't know. So I try. I try my best. I'm down like twelve pounds since when go. I started like eight months ago, which yeah. for me is the first time I've ever lost weight since high school. So nice. I'll take it. Sweet. But I mean we can't all look like freaking Brady Hall. Yeah. So, like, whatever. You're twenty. It'll catch up to you. Yeah. Just wait. Hey, just dude, I'm wait. trying to cut right now. I'm trying to lose. <laughs> He's gonna, he's gonna get down to 130 pretty quick. No, dude, I, I'm the heaviest I've ever been. I'm like 160 right Atta now. boy, you're living the realtor yeah, life. There you go. I know. I'm I'm gonna back squat 315 here in the next couple of weeks. Just watch it. 315 Never. at 315 a.m. When It'll you call, back squat just the bar back here. Yeah. And you bend forward, or are you, you like your your legs go down. That's called a squat. Yes. What's a back squat? When it's you on your the, back. Do people squat on with it on the front? Yeah, yeah. that sounds squat. stupid. Like, do you ever do that? It's hard. No. no, that's what we did at gym or at uh, for golf. Because front squat. Yeah, because it works your abs more. I feel like Tom's more of like a cardio god. Just bikes for Peloton. Nah, no bike, 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 bike. Do and you did uh, Ironman, right? Yeah, I did an Ironman in September. Yeah, nice. That's huge. Yeah. In Wisconsin, yeah. it was fun. It was I got fun it. and sadistic at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> Torture yourself. <laughs> really That's did. what we do, though. Had a blister on my toe. I, like took off my toe. Oh, was like, oh, God. oh. Was it worth it? Yeah, I'm going to do it again. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. It's addictive. <laughs> so, yeah. To me, it's one of those things to where <clears throat> if you don't use it, you're going to lose it. So, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, before I'm too old and can't do it, yeah. you're going to do it. I don't want to do it. Yeah, that's for sure. That's fair. Well, I guess that's a, it's a good time to wrap it up. We're almost at an hour 30 here. Um, I appreciate you guys coming yeah, on. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having um, us. It meant it meant a lot to me and Jake. Thanks for helping me set this of up. Of course, Tyler. It was awesome. Always thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, buddy. Yeah, nice sure. to hang out with you guys. Yeah, yeah, Tom, yeah thank you for coming Lots on. Lots of I know great you're a busy advice, guy. And yeah, it's uh, it's nice for you to give us a little longer than we thought, hour hour and a half. But uh, 
It was a lot of fun. So Tom's thank you. phone only rang like 18 times. <laughs> <Yeah. for us. laughs> Nothing. You know, he didn't miss Babe, much. Babe, the henna tattoo artist is here. <laughs> yeah. Get over here. I did, I did only ink. have one of those texts from her. <laughs> it's I have real an important incoming. question to ask, and I know it's going to be about something. Yeah. <laughs> Can she get a face tattoo? Yeah, so face tattoo. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she's asking about the tramp stamp. She's watching. <laughs> for, sure. Uh, for sure. For sure. It's so funny. Uh, that's no, awesome. it's been good. Though. I appreciate it. And uh, like you guys said, it's about relationships and educating and getting better. So it was fun. Pleasure yeah. to meet you guys. Yeah. Likewise. So, well, thanks, Brady. Yep. Yeah. With that being said, peace out, everyone. <laughs>